Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Shuffology. My name is Asabi Goodman, and I am joined by Josh Devetta. Hello. And Gracie Mack. Hello. Now, in today's episode, we are talking about the artist, formerly known as symbol prince <laughs> <laughs> prince is an iconic figure and just loved by so many and i've i've written a few words that i'd like to say oh, please about share prince. with us <clears throat> on june 7th 1958 the world had no idea that it was about to change in one of the most significant ways ever for on this day in minneapolis minnesota prince rogers nelson was born Prince, named after his father's stage name, Prince Rogers, was the son of jazz singer Maddie Della and pianist-songwriter John Lewis Nelson. He was given this name because his father wanted him to, quote, do all the things I wanted to do. And so he did. A true musical prodigy, Prince excelled at piano, guitar, bass, drums, and voice. He was known for his melodic falsetto as well as his rock-infused screams. Prince's grasp of the musical genres jazz, funk, rock, R&B, soul, and synth pop led him to create what is known as the Minneapolis Sound, a funk rock sound that became popular in the late 70s and that influenced such musical acts as Morris Day and the Time, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Janet Jackson, Apollonia 6, Vanity 6, and Sheila E. Not only was Prince a talented instrumentalist and vocalist, he was also a prolific songwriter, pinning tunes not only for himself, but for the likes of Sinead O'Connor, Shaka Khan, The Bangles, and a number of artists who have sung his songs. Prince was also active in the film industry, having appeared in such films as Purple Rain, his debut, Under the Cherry Moon, and Graffiti Bridge, and he scored the music to the 1989 Tim Burton film Batman, for which his song Bat Dance went to number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and Hot R&B charts. And Prince was not just into music. Anyone who has seen him walk a red carpet or on any awards show would recognize the impeccable threads he was dressed in. Prince was known for, for conceptualizing his own style and working with mostly Minneapolis-based designers to bring them to life. From his assless chaps to his iconic, sometimes controversial, funky music, Prince was unapologetically himself. In his life, he released 46 studio albums. That's over 900 songs. And posthumously, he released two. He has won seven Grammy Awards, a Golden Globe, and an Academy Award. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the first year he was eligible in 2004. And in 2004, he was named the top male pop artist of the past 25 years by ARC Rock on the net. And Rolling Stone ranked Prince number 27 on their list of the 100 greatest artists of all time. On April 21st, 2016, at the age of 57, Prince Rogers Nelson said goodbye to this world. May he rest in power. My friends, today we give you the music of Prince. Yeah. That is so good. Yes. I love him so much. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> we are going to take a short break, and then we are going to come back with Josh's choices. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And we're back. So today on Shuffology, we are talking about the iconic singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, Prince. Is that a new artist? Um, he's somewhat new. Right, okay. Yeah, you know, you might have heard of him. I don't uh, know. I'll, I'll, check, I'll, I'll check out Triple J and Earth later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, yes. tell us what your choices are. Great. Well, um, I... Probably out of everyone, I probably have not the least experience, but like I love Prince and revere his talent very, very much. So I'll just go straight into it. Um, the first ever Prince song I ever heard was actually on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack, the oh, Baz yeah, Luhrmann one from the little uh, kid in the choir that sang "When Doves Cry." Yeah, and uh, and, and and also, um, Guy Sebastian covered it when he was on Australian Idol back when he in that first season it was one of his like yeah. you know I think it was actually Eighties yeah. Week or something like that. And yeah, he sang yeah "When Doves Cry." An amazing song, uh, and I love the. Oh, what's it? Um, how can you leave me standing alone in a world that's so cold, or something like that? Um, I probably just added a riff because I felt like it, and <laughs> <laughs> because what is a melody these days? But um, yeah, so really, really great, right? Like I think um that whole um the instrumental riff of bum 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 bum. bum. Bum, bum, bum. The sense of very like eighties, yeah, <laughs> like I, yes. when I when I think about eighties songs, like this is definitely a song I think about that you know encapsulates the sound at the time and things like that. Um, also, the music video is also very like to me. I find it quite camp, mm-hmm. but he was as we know, Prince was so good at writing that line of like, you know, what is sexuality, what exactly. is gender, sort of thing before it was mm-hmm. before the progressive conversation is even. Like it's we have it now, but it was definitely not a progress as as progressive conversation back then and things like that. Yeah. So I find um Prince really um I, I guess iconic to me on like you know how how you how are you so um sure of sure of yourself you don't give a shit about um you know how other people are labeling mm. you and things like that. Similar to Michael Jackson, he had that yeah. you know sort sort of like you know that not almost like a non binary spirit or non binary approach to his art, which mm. is really really cool. Mm. And had some funky threads, as uh, yes. Asabi said in her mm-hmm. opening speech. That's my first choice. My second one, I love this. It was actually I remember um when I was studying um music at uni and one of my first ever subjects was the history of pop music and of course Prince Mm. is a part of that uh, blueprint and uh, this was the song that they actually played as like because I had a I think this is this probably contributed to why I love um, you know making playlists is that my lecturer um, she would always have the song ready to play for us or the music video and things like that Um, when we were going through like the 80s into you know know, late 70s into 80s and 90s and and she played the song Little Red Corvette and I just Oh, and I always just love the chorus, Little Red Corvette. I just thought that's a really, really simple but beautiful melody, right? Mm. And um, with that, I always, um, when, I, when it comes on, um, like maybe like on a shuffle with your Spotify or, or, sorry, or Apple Music or whatever you use, the kids use these days, TikToks or whatever. <laughs> um, the beginning reminds me actually of um, Time After Time by Cindy Lauper as well, that same sort of like... Um, oh, like they were really utilizing newer technologies and it was really, really cool to like, so when I hear the beginning, I always have to go, which one is it going to be? Is it going to be Cindy or parent or Prince sort of thing? Um, so that's two choices. Um, the third one, I actually remember that when, when I think of this song, I, there's actually a really, really famous Brisbane band. I'm not sure if they're still together um, called the boat people. 
they were a bit of a um, like a really indie sort of um, local band, mm. and actually one of the band members was a um, in was one of was a lecturer at my uni too, because a lot of our lecturers are also working musicians and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, um, he had proposed to his um, partner or his wife or, or, or you know fiance. Um, at a gig and the band was playing this song called The Most Beautiful Girl in the World. Oh, Could yes. you be it's a great song. the most beautiful girl in the world? And he goes for this incredibly high falsetto note at the end of the at the end of the song. I, I think I, I remember thinking when I was younger, oh I want to be able to hit that, still can't. So <laughs> <laughs> um but or, but back in the day, this is actually pre-Prince passing, you couldn't have his music digitally um online and things like that. You had to um like, oh, well, yeah, really? so um, he, he had this. He, Prince was very particular about many things about his music. You know, he mm. was a very um, almost uh, uh, you know he, he was really semantical almost about mm. like you know the, the the details of of his art. You know, and um, yeah, so I remember. Yeah, so even the band that was playing it, the um, YouTube had picked up on it, and they actually had emailed the YouTube account saying, "Um, you need to take this video down because you can't even have a performance of Prince's song online." Really? Yeah, without approval. Wow. Yeah, so very true. Very, very true. And also, perp, um, yeah. So and uh, so yeah. But I think it's a really, really beautiful song. I always thought that maybe I would sing this to somebody one day. Still haven't. So <laughs> no one's beautiful enough to be quite bloody. Up. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not yeah. you. It's them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> never, never me, darling. Um, I also wanted to pop in the in the the uh, into the playlist uh, the uh, Prince's version of Nothing Compares to you yes. famously by um Sinead O'Connor mm-hmm. but um I like his approach because it's more guitar driven um I find Sinead's to be more like vocal with a lot of reverb and yeah. like a, a lighter instrumentation heavy uh, sort synth of yeah heavy well. synth yeah so I, I really really like Prince's version and also when you're the songwriter I want to hear you know your yeah. rendition of yeah. it I guess as well and and that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I wanted to pop that in there because it's already a wildly famous song because of Sinead O'Connor, but I thought I'd just pop that one in there as well uh, just when because... Did that, when did that come out, like Prince's version? Prince's, um, it definitely was recorded before Sinead's because okay. I've actually used Sinead O'Connor's, that song, in another Shuffleology episode before. Did they release it on Diamonds and Pearls, I thought, or... Oh, Johnny! Let's look at the Prince Vault. Well, someone, get, someone, get, <laughs> yeah, someone. Prince Vault is so good. You, yeah. you talk. I'll yeah. look at the Prince Vault. You uh, crack the code, and I will keep on going. So, <laughs> uh, and also, I actually, because um, I was really, you know, we've all chosen great. Um, Print songs for this particular playlist and so I really challenged myself to go a bit more um, B-side deep album mm. cut for a mm. choice as well just so I wasn't yeah. like doing the usuals and mm. all that kind of stuff and I'm just going to quickly look up on Spotify because I can't remember what album it was from I just wrote the song down but the song is called Sex Me Sex Me Not <laughs> which, good. which I love I, I really really love that and he because um, Prince brought out an album in the mid 2000s and it was all um like house remixes and tracks, yes. Um, the music, yeah, tracks from the from the music club, yeah. The Chocolate Invasion, that's what it's called. <laughs> and yeah, the song's called um, yeah, Sex Me, Sex Me Not. And I 
was first of all I was drawn to the title, but then I listened to it and it's really really good. Like that kind of um lounge house sound, mm. um really really funky. Like you could definitely be sitting in like a um Havana, like in the cabana lounge um, you know, at the side of the pool. Everyone else is dancing around the DJs playing like that deep house music sort of mm. thing. Not quite the trance because the drugs haven't kicked in yet. But yeah, right. <laughs> it's earlier in the night. Earlier in the night, and I just thought this was a really really cool song. So yeah, so, so I, I actually only heard it today. Mm. And I really, really like yeah, it. I've already, it. I've already added it to like my, I have a playlist that I make of just like new songs I need to listen to just yeah, so I'm yeah. always staying on top of the pulse sort of That's thing. That's really good. And um, yeah, so Sex Me, Sex Me, I'll get into it. It's really, really funky. I wish I could play it for you now to try to explain why I like it. But well, sometimes listen you, to the playlist, yeah, exa- everyone. Exactly. The sometimes, you, sometimes you can press play and feel inspired and have no reason why you do feel inspired by yeah, it. Yeah. But a really, really cool song. So they're, they're my five Prince choices. Mm. I also wanted to say like uh, with, the, with my Prince choices, uh, with, uh, about Prince in general, I have a really quick story to tell, and it was when he it was. This was back in the eighties, uh, yeah, late no early nineties, late eighties, somewhere around there. And I have a really close friend of mine, Lewis. He's like a hip hop dancer, and he used to like do club managing back in the day when the clubs were actually you know cool <laughs> and ran and ran. And, you know, well, clubs were you know it was you, people actually went out to the club and for not just to dance, but to you know to to gather and have mm. a good time. And anyway, um, the particular club that he was working in at the time. Um, so Prince had actually played here in Brisbane and Prince was, is always known to do just random after shows just because he feels like playing. He'll just, you know, they'll, um, his team will organize like a venue really, really last minute. Yeah. No one will really announce. It was just be like rumored that Prince might play uh, at a venue after because he, he feels like it. Mm. So he, so he really, so he actually rocked up to this club one night. And so my friend Lewis, um, he actually like he welcomed Prince at the door. Said like you know, hey, thank oh, you, yeah. well, welcome to the club. And apparently he's very soft when he shakes your hand. He's like because you know, he, I think because if you don't know someone, he's not going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just like you know, th- you know, come in. Here's the green room. And anyway, and they and when he does his little after shows, like it's no like small jam. Like he expects his his whole band rocks up background singers, keyboard players, everything mm. like that, throwing all the instruments on the stage, let's do it, sort of thing. And anyway, they were having a jam and then um, apparently the, the, like the, the, the place was packed like broom to brim. Like people were like, you know, if there was even like a five by five centimetre room on the floor, people would just get their foot on there just to like, because they could try <laughs> and get closer to the stage, things like that. And anyway, um, there were, you know, he was up there, he was jamming for a good hour with the band, you know, playing whatever. And anyway, the keyboardist was also a background singer, I think, as well. And anyway, apparently the keyboardist, she was um, really struggling vocally, I think, because, you know, they just done a show and I don't think she felt like singing even more. Anyway, and he wanted her to sing. Sing. And so apparently he's there jamming on the guitar and he turns around and goes, sing. And she's like, and she's shaking her head like, no, I don't, like, I don't, I, you know, like, I'm on vocal rest. You know? yeah, <laughs> so yeah. they're all like, I don't know if I've got it in me, you know, sort mm-hmm. of thing. And he just goes, sing like that and like grits his teeth apparently and one, I think once Prince grits your teeth and um, tells you to sing you just gotta do what you're fucking told yes, don't you right. <laughs> basically that and so sense. and I love that story it's just like oh, imagine being a side stage watching like mm-hmm. how the artist like communicates with their mm-hmm. band and everything like that and I yeah so, so I thought Ooh. I'd add that in the mix I could see <laughs> him throwing some side eye yeah absolutely yeah, and I also love absolutely. um yeah, I remember watching an interview and he was like, and also my mic is live and just stares dead, dead into the camera. 
Like just throwing shade at every single lip syncing act (laughs) possible. Anyway, that's my contributions. Thank you very much, everybody. Fantastic. So just a little, a follow-up. So Nothing Compares to You was released by Sinead O'Connor in 1990. And because of the success of it, Prince started performing it live from 1990. And he re-recorded it and released it on his 12th uh, studio album, which was called One Night Alone, which was a live studio album and then it was also released on it was the 11th track on another album called the hits one where he has rosie Gaines singing backing vocals with him those are the backing vocals that you hear in love well thanks for letting me know that all right we're gonna take a short break and then we'll come back with gracie max choices hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, thank you very much. Well, we have had an amazing intro by Asabi. We have. Very reminiscent of our Josh Devetta's Lady Gaga intro. <laughs> in Not as good. Nowhere near as good. <laughs> uh, we've also heard from myself uh, talking about my Prince choices. We're talking about Prince. So how exciting. Mm-hmm, yes. I mean, the conversation could never end. We can always, you know, really revere his talent and his catalogue and everything that goes along with it. But we're going to throw it over to Gracie Mack. She's going to program in. Uh, her choices so that when you press shuffle on this playlist, you'll be jamming from nine to five. There we go. <laughs> Do I sound like a Thank radio so DJ much. from the eighties? Like, yes. yeah. So good, so good. So my uh, my favorite type of prince. I have uh, no hit and miss relationship with his music. Um, there's some songs that I'm like, oh yeah, it's so great, and then some that I'm like, eh. Um, there's nothing that I that I would say I vehemently dislike. Um, Save that for the flops, darling. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or is there? Um, <laughs> but um, my favourite thing that Prince does so well is funk. And so mm. nearly all of my choices are funk because he just he nails it with um, the many bands that he's had behind him. My yeah. first track is Kiss. Yes. You don't <laughs> have to be rich to be bothered. So, so good. The first time I heard this, I'm pretty sure it was at – Went to performing arts schools in high school, and I think I, it was you know my club. first year. Or they don't have glee clubs at performing arts schools, okay? They just have it's one big class. glee club. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your assessment piece. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. So they used to have lunchtime concerts, which was a really cool idea for like teenagers. Like a hot lunch jam. To, oh, yeah, like you like awesome. sign up and be like, we have oh, a song ready. Oh, very fame. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very nice. much very, very oh, fame. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Pointed at me, but there was one. <laughs> no, no, I was doing in, show referencing because that was one of Asabi's yes. choices for yes. the musical theater week. Yeah, mu- oh, yeah, wow, well, you're going musicals. way back. I wasn't yeah. part of it. Grace yeah. the, um, was it um, BG before Grace? Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right, Oliver. Or, or BC before Coburn. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Am I like, oh no, I, I just said, your no, s- no, Oh my god, <laughs> I just said. <laughs> Oh my god! I just told everyone who Superman is. That's so oh bad. No. I'm so sorry. Put your glasses back on, Gracie Mack. <laughs> yeah. You've been blown. Oh no! Yeah. Sorry, and we'll keep going. Sorry. 
Anyway. So anyway, Kiss. Yes. <laughs> yes. We used to have lunchtime concerts and I first heard it this like little boy. I think he was probably 11, which was the same age I was in year seven. Um, singing Kiss. And I was like, this song is dope. And, uh, and that was my first foray into learning about Prince because my mother never showed me mum. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to discover him on my own. She showed me lots of wonderful for music, but not Prince. Um, controversial. And so controversial. <laughs> uh, so this song. Kiss is the lead single of his eighth album, Parade, in 1986. Number one worldwide hit. Yay, yay. Huge in so many countries. Held number one on US Billboard charts for two weeks. And Enemy voted Kiss the number one single of that year of 1986. Come on, Enemy. Prince wrote it as an acoustic demo originally, and then he gave it to the band Maserati, which was a band, 80s band, kind of short-lived, like a few years they were around in the 80s. Um, That was a funk band formed by the former bass player from the revolution, oh, yes. um, Brown Mark. Yep. Um, and so Maserati originally was working with it. They had the producer David Z working with them. And then Prince was like, actually, I'm going to take this back. <laughs> 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 he, uh, so he ended up deciding to finish the song himself, but he kept the really tight funk feel that David Z had put on it, as well as the backing vocals that Maserati, Maserati had put. So that was kind of their creation or their... F- take on the track and then Prince took that and finished it with his falsetto. Now the video clip for this is pretty great. Yeah, it is cool. I love how he starts with his like very um what's the word? The style of dancing, I forget. But this beautiful like very like long li- I'm doing things but you can't see cuz it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but this, he starts with this like really cool like um dance style. What is that called? Flailing. <laughs> yeah, artful flailing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but Rebecca Blake directed the music video. Now she, um, her body of work has a lot of eighties music video clips: Michael Bolton, George Benson, Louise Miguel, Sheena Easton. It's all, and there, a lot of them are really similar. In clearly, her style is like kind of, kind of dark, very glam in some ways. Often can be quite sexual. And depicting beautiful women, just like really, really beautifully stunning faces that are usually women in a lot of these film clips. And Prince is in that too. He's got a stunning face. Exactly. Yes. Um, she also has, she's done a bunch of um, beauty commercials as well, like heaps of Pantene and all that kind of oh, stuff. So that's, you know, she's just all in the beauty game. Like a 90s perfume campaign. There's really like. Well, even, but like she did like, like Angelina Jolie, Sunnies and like Halle Berry, Pantene or something like right. that. Like all that kind of stuff is on her website if you want to check her out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this song has been covered lots of times, a few notable times. There's one, probably the most famous cover that I could find, by this band Age of Chance. It's like British kind of alt-rock dance band. Um, And in their words, we basically removed the sex and replaced it with lump hammers. So it's super industrial and I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) It's it's awful. I was listening to, I mean... You know, it had a market at the time and, and it was quite critic, critically acclaimed at the, like it had a good critical response, but I hate listening to it. It's, it just, to me, it just sounds like so whitewashed, took all the funk out and the singing is like, they, they don't use all of the lyrics, they use some of them, but it's, um, yeah, just whitewashing the shit out of this awesome funk song and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Edge of chance. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, my next song, Keeping in the Funk Family, is Sexy MF. Yes. Yes, so good. So good. You're sexy motherfucker. So good. 
with his new band, the new band Power Generation, after his after him and the revolution were no more, from the 1992 album Love Symbol. So the backing and groove had strong tones of old school funk. And he also brought this new element of modern R&B. And then his, oh, into the backing, into the instrumentation, and then his vocals, kind of like rap style vocals added in this hip hop element. So super, super cool, interesting blend of genres. His band in the recording has this great, or his band leading, sorry, like the way that he introduces and leads the band in the recording has this like James Brown-esque live feel to it. You know, he cycles through different instruments and like introduces them in like a groovy, funky way, but you kind of know who's taking the next solo. And there's three solos in this, which is, you know, it's a very jam band kind of vibe of a song. I I think I've got to say, it's probably my absolute favorite Prince song, just for based on how awesome it makes me feel every time I listen to it without fail. It's got an organ solo, a guitar solo, then a saxophone solo <laughs> that kind of takes it out. It's very, <laughs> it's like some would say heavy-handed, yeah. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> so good. So you wouldn't hear on the radio in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, yeah right, that's right, for like a hit. Every song is like three minutes. <laughs> yeah, Barely yeah, these yeah, days. It's way too long. For I mean, so many of Prince's songs were so long compared to the... Um, the tight time limit yes. of today, yeah. And I expect to have all the extended played, the extended versions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Extended, please only. Yes. Um, this next one uh, is from the lead single and title track of his 1981 album, Controversy. Hey. Controversy. Oh. This is the one that we definitely use the album version from. The single, the album version is like seven. Almost eight minutes, I think. Mm. And the single version is like 349, yeah, 339. No. Not good enough. Not good enough. Not <laughs> enough prints. Um, this song, again, very funky. Very happy for me to hear. The song addresses all the speculation in the media that's happening at the time. It was just huge invasion of privacy to his life. Of basically every aspect of his life, questioning everything about yep. him. Sexual orientation, gender identity, racial heritage, religion, everything. And so this this song was really born out of, I'm sure, what was very difficult to deal with in the mainstream media. Um, And he addresses these intrusions into his life in a kind of, in this song, but not directly. Nothing is ever direct with Prince. (laughs) (laughs) He, you know, he's sort of um, kind of the acceptance of that people will always react like this to success. I kind of get that vibe from the song. Um, Particularly with someone like him who didn't fit into a clear box. Ever. You know, there was just nothing that you could be like, he's this and now we understand him, Uh, (laughs) particularly in the media. So he's got this lyric that says, was it good for you? Was I what you wanted me to be? That happens a lot in the song. At one point he recites the Lord's Prayer in full, the entire (laughs) fucking Lord's Prayer, (laughs) which is just fueling this whole, this whole like conversation around is he religious is he blasphemous blah 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 you know yeah, it's just yeah. kind of I feel like that's kind of messing with them personally doing that <laughs> it's also so heavy handed yes. <laughs> to go yes. to recite the entire prayer but you know whatever our father He's who the artist. in heaven hallowed be thy name yes. <laughs> um, the song starts with this like 80s obviously sounding <laughs> drum kit <laughs> and like synth bass and then the guitar comes in and has this driving funk groove super enjoyable it's mm. considered Prince's breakthrough hit in Australia. Oh, right. right. Okay. It topped the charts at number 15 is where it got to. And before that, it didn't hit the charts at all. No song that he released. So um, this is his first in, 80, in 81 song that Australia started to pay attention to some Prince. Good on him. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moving along here. My two final songs. 
well, yeah. Sexy MF is definitely my favorite song, but these this first one I actually discovered recently in trying to find a fourth choice that I felt really, really like stuck in with the things that I love about Pritch. 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 You know Pritch? <laughs> yeah, Pritch is one you of my favorites, like, man. Busted, busted the cousin. ugly twin they <laughs> yeah. keep in the dungeon. <laughs> oh, the we ugly twin Fisher. with the blonde <laughs> hair. <laughs> uh, this song by Prince. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Willing and Able. Always. Always. <laughs> yes. Who isn't? Yes. If you're not, get in the game. <laughs> so it's a sixth track on his 13th album, Diamonds and Pearls, released in 1991. This is the first album with the band that I re- mentioned previously, The New Power Generation. A song evolved from a jam session. As uh, they do. As they do, as they do. Michael B., the drummer, laid down a beat that he'd been kind of working around, working with. And then Levi Cesar Jr., the bass player, came up with the bass line. I just kind of added these layers on top. Prince wrote the guitar and vocals on top of that. And it really has that feel. It has, and that's how the song starts. It starts with, with, um, with drums and then the bass comes in and the, the guitar. Um, and it builds really nicely. Um, my favorite part is when the gospel style BVs come in. And to me, it was quite unexpected when they come in. It was like, oh, it's so tight and beautiful the way that he did that. It was arranged really, really lovely. And later on, the synth sound comes in. And it's like tight stabs. It's a very joyful feel for me listening to it. And I think it's the, I guess it's the percussive elements and like the driving major guitar riff that it just makes me think of like a jam on a Sunday afternoon in golden hour People are making like weird cocktails of the stuff they've just found in their cupboard in like a backyard <laughs> somewhere. It just makes me think of that, like a really <laughs> joyous, <laughs> it's really specific, I know. Okay. A very, very joyous social time. That's like any party at your house. It, well, exactly. <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like a 30th birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, imagine it this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just reminds me that. I'm, so it makes me really happy because it makes me think of social music making together, just like the funnest thing to do. Towards the end, there's a sneaky rap in there, kind of sneaks it in, <laughs> quite unexpected by Tony M. Yeah. Who also penned and rapped a little something on the end of Sexy MF, one of the previous choices. Yes. Now my fifth and final song. Lay it on us. Please do. It's musicology. Yes. Yeah. Musicology. Such, such a tight <laughs> funk song. It's a title track from his 28th studio album in 2004. How many did you have? Do you say 49 or something? 46. Oh, my God. 46 and then two were released after his after death. After so 48 yeah. total. Amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah, great. Just seeing that, that it's your 28th album, I can't even <laughs> imagine. Like, Damn. And in a relatively <laughs> short amount of time, what was his first single, like, 78? Yeah. And this was 2004. It's already his 28th album. Like, anyway. Yeah. The album and corresponding tour were timed to coincide with his induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nice. And this kind of came out of, it's like marked his rebirth into the public eye into, and for the mass media because for the five years leading up to this, he was basically hermit. He was very low-key. And he only re- if he released a few things just online. Mm. Yeah. Is that when he did the artist formerly known as? Or was that after the, this? Uh, that's a good question I'll have to I'll look it up I'll look it up okay okay okay. so the tour had a great band playing with him but for the majority of the recording of this album was just all Prince alone by himself playing every single instrument um doing everything himself there's only of the 12 tracks on the album there's only four that have an actual outside drummer playing in them John Blackwell um so it's pretty 
I mean, that's pretty cool considering how um, just this one song itself is so intricate and layered and so, so tight. So it's, it's very impressive. Just speaks to his musical gifts. This is a return to old school funk, this song. And it's definitely an homage to um, James Brown, for sure. Everything about this song. It starts, my favourite way to start a funk song, either with like a grunt or a scream or in his case, a ooh, little sexy ooh. <laughs> and then it starts. So I love starting a funk song like that. Um, and it really encapsulates all of my favourite speaking again today, favourite Prince skills. It's really tight but also kind of loose sounding BVs so that they sound really like very organic. It's got a solid groove that lays a framework for the song and the groove is funk, which I love. And then he adds his vocal layers and horn stabs and organs, synth. It has all of these elements that he's so, so good at arranging and writing for. And it won a Grammy for Best Traditional R&B Performance. There you go. Those you are go. my Prince songs. Oh, I love that. Oh, such great choices, Gracie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, so we've got 10 great songs now we've <laughs> on got, the playlist. And I've, got, I've got just a little bit of information oh, yes? yeah, so does, about the does. artist formerly known yes, as. Yes, so he was the artist formerly known as from 1993 until 2000, so for seven years. There right, okay. Mm. So he Post was kind of low-key for like five years until 2004, yes. so there's a bit of a crossover there of... yeah. Being on the public eye. Okay, so he was artist formerly known as, but he'd finished that in 2000. Mm, okay. There we go. Something about the millennium. <laughs> <laughs> well, Rebirth, you, know. you know. And I think, I think he, he was, wasn't he in a spat with Sony and that's why he... Who's, oh, no, who's not in a spat with, with Sony? <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, exactly. I'm so Prince, mad at him right now. MJ, Mariah, George Michael. George Michael, exactly. Like so many spats with Sony. What are you doing, Sony? Sony. Get it together. And You've also, got these icons and you still treat them like shit. Uh, sign us. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but just sign the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> sign the podcast, Sony. Thank you. Cool, cool. Thank you so much, Gracie. We're going to have a short little break. And when we come back, oh, the effervescent, passionate, loyal, beautiful, stunning, gorgeous Asabi. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. Is uh, going to enlighten us with her choices. Stay tuned. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back, everyone. Hey. We are talking about mm. prompts. Prompts. Uh. No, I was trying to do a, yeah, yeah, trying yeah, to do a funk no, thing for I you. I totally should have. Oh, yeah. uh. you're, you're smarter than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Asabi. Yes, ma'am. Um, did you find it difficult to pick some songs? OMF. Or this person that you feel F-M-L. minorly <laughs> into. I've never heard of him until tonight. So. <laughs> yeah. It was so Educate hard. us, Asabi. What are your five choices? Oh, I changed choices so many times. Oh, did you? I did like, that a bit too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want this. I want this. No, I want this one. Oh, I want this. And then as I was listening to one of them, some other track clicked over. Oh, I want that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that I at least had one Dove's Cry to choose from. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been stuck. Yeah, I, I had some like really sort of iconic 
uh, charty ones. And then I was like, oh, no, let, let's get some let's get some that I know probably won't be chosen by everyone else. So mm. my first so I'm doing this in chronological order so I can tell you the, the studio album that it's from. So my first song is I Want to Be Your Lover. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Great this, song. Yeah. Oh, I love this song. I actually performed this song in a tribute to Prince earlier this year. We did like three full hours of nothing but Prince. It was oh, epic. Um, at Rumpus Room. Yes, Rumpus Room. Yeah, yes. cool. Oh, is that place that still down. open? It is. Uh, yeah. Rumpus yeah. Room. Yeah. In West End. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, I feel old. So <laughs> <laughs> it's been well, around forever. It's sort of forever. had a resurgence, i got to say, with like gigs and stuff. Because yeah, they're doing live so. music again. Is that yeah. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, not anymore. Well, but, yeah. but yeah, there was a, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were probably, well, I don't know what the last gig was there, but March. <laughs> anyway. It, yeah, it would have been one of the last, yeah. definitely. Yeah, well, yeah. we did ours in January. So that yeah, was. But like the church jam, sorry. The, yeah, yeah. The yeah, church. Group of musicians that do those, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I Want to Be Your Lover, which was off mm. of his second studio album called Prince mm. in 1979, and it was the lead single. Um, I just, this for me, this track is what i call vocal and lyrical honey like it is so sweet it is just uh, it's got this sick little guitar riff it is super funky on the bass and the last three minutes is just pure instrumental joy like it it just sounds like a jam session for the last three minutes because the song itself is pretty short you know it's like two minutes 45 seconds of singing and then you've got like this electronic keys and synth and a polymoog <laughs> which he's playing prince is playing himself it is just a beautiful fun song now it's said that the song details prince's love for a woman and how he would treat her better than the man she's with and frustrated that she thinks of him as a child and it was later discovered or revealed that the song was about a crush he had on singer Patrice Russian. So if you know mm-hmm. who she is, she's a big singer back in the late 70s, early 80s. Gorgeous. And it was his first U.S. hit. So even though it was his second album, his first album didn't do so well. I guess you could almost say it was a flop, his first album. Mm. But then the second one. (laughs) (laughs) So true. I don't even know what the first album is. Um, (laughs) But I Want to Be Your Lover was his first U.S. hit. It was number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100. America, I don't know what you were thinking. But it was (laughs) number one on the Billboard Hot Soul singles. So that's my first tune. Love that tune. Mm. All right, my second one, which is, I don't, I, I'm, I struggle with saying whether this is my ultimate favorite Prince tune. I have to say that when I'm on long drives late at night and I need to stay awake, I will put this on repeat so I can just sing it at the top of my lungs and it keeps me awake. 1999. Yeah. Yes, love this song. It's off of his fifth album in 1982. So <laughs> <laughs> three years, futuristic, futuristic. three albums, right? Yeah. And and I love the full six minute version. So please make sure the full six minute version is what. Note taken. The, note taken. How is yeah. it be? Because it has so. The powers that be. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the illusion, sorry, sorry. Josh. The algorithm. Right. The algorithm that puts it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do not look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, this song is like the ultimate end of the world party track, right? Like it's got yeah. keys. It's got synth. It's got drums. It's got percussion. The bass is funky. There's that tambourine that comes at the end. Everybody knows I love a freaking tambourine. <laughs> um, it, if, if a song 
could be an ensemble production. This song is an ensemble production. Mm. Everybody sings in it. It's like a massive jam session at the end where you've got people yelling, party, and you just got people shouting stuff. And it's, and like every, it's like everyone's all in. And we did this song on stage, and it truly is like everything is going, every piece of instrumentation. Like people are stomping, like the whole crowd goes nuts. It's, this is just a great, great party track. I love this track. So now, I, in my words, the song opens by telling the story of waking up and realizing that the world is on the verge of revolution and morphs into this euphoric celebration of life as we hear party <laughs> chanted over and over. <laughs> Such a great song. <laughs> I'm sorry. Up there? <laughs> I might, or a cold shower or something. I don't know. <laughs> this song is so good. So now, Oz had it right. This song went to number two in Australia, mm. only number 12 in America because we are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it is number 215 on Rolling Stone's Greatest Songs of All Time. Um, in a 2008 interview with uh, Revolution drummer Bobby Z, he recalls that Prince wrote the song after watching the HBO documentary The Man Who Saw, Tom Saw Tomorrow, which was about Nostradamus. So right. just, you know, thank you, Nostradamus, <laughs> for <laughs> so putting this idea into this man's head and giving us an iconic piece of music. So love it. <laughs> All right. My third track, which definitely is a song that you would need a cigarette after, Get Off with oh. two T's, right? <laughs> and I only just realized this because there are two versions of this song. So there's the original version, which is just Get Off with one T. And then the second version, which was released on the Diamond and Pearls album, which was his 13th studio album in 1991, with two T's. So make sure right, you get, get that right. Two T's. Yeah, get, get off. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what's the extra T, Asabi? I don't know. Funky. <laughs> I think they Teeth really the want to, like, hit home. You need to get off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think there was any reasoning for why there was an extra T other than maybe to differentiate it from the yeah. first one. Yeah. Um, so what I love about this song, so you've got sax player Eric Leeds who's playing flute in this, you know, so he plays that melody on the flute. The lyrics are very sexual, like... The innuendo is high on this song. The bass is nice and heavy. There's lots of percussion. I could have sworn I heard a wood block in there. I don't know. And it's just unapologetically dirty and sexy. I remember blasting this song when I was a kid, and I'm so surprised my parents didn't make me stop because, yeah, they didn't like me listening to Prince when I was young. <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> and this is his first track with the new power generation. And like I said, it evolved from several earlier compositions um, starting with the song Glam Slam from his 1988 Love Sexy album. And then he created an unreleased remix in 1991 called Glam Slam 91, which used the chorus of Glam Slam, but with new music and lyrics that borrowed partially from Graffiti Bridges' Love Machine. So he used all of that to create this new song. Loved it. So good. Now, <laughs> my next track. I've got two more tracks. My next one, probably another really good favorite, but it's sort of, um, oh, how do I explain it? It sort of brings together, so Prince is one of my favorite musical icons with Dave Chappelle, who is one of my Comedy favorite, icon, yeah. yeah, comedy icons, actor, uh, okay, writer. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah you I know. know, I know. <laughs> the album, yeah, yeah okay, so that's great. <laughs> 
so this is breakfast can wait yeah and uh this song it's it, it's sweet it's comedic it's fun it's light it's funky it is food <laughs> it is everything <laughs> it is <Prince>. food. <laughs> you know like he just he mirrors you know finding the sexiness of, of someone with breakfast <laughs> ah, I love it. It's so beautiful. So now this was a digital release on his website, thirdeyegirl.com, in February of 2013. And then they re-released mm. it on his website, thirdeitunes.com. Oh, my God. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, wow, that, mm, iTunes. Right? My, my Friday night just got so much more exciting. Right? <laughs> so he re-released it in August of 2013. So for me, this it's very funky. It's a very funky, mm. slow jam sort of kooky song. And um, now <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read what I read. So inspired by, if you're familiar with Dave Chappelle, who had a three season, well, two really, he sort of did the third season, but he had this comedy sketch show on Comedy Central in the mm. United States. He was the highest paid comedian on television at the time. He is a comedic fucking genius love dave chappelle <laughs> so <laughs> dave chappelle had this skit called charlie murphy's true hollywood stories was, oh man i've right. rewatched that <laughs> i watch it probably so like once good. a year so good uh, i i watch it's it all so the time well done. i have all of his i have all seasons of his shows on dvd i watch uh-huh. them all the time love it so charlie murphy who is eddie murphy's older brother and he recently passed away a few years ago charlie he would tell these stories about his time in Hollywood as being one of Eddie's sort of ride-alongs, right? So he did security for Eddie, and he was always hanging out with Eddie. And so he tells this story of (laughs) when they ran into Prince at a club one night and how Prince invites them all over to play basketball at his house, and they're like, yeah, whatever, sure. And (laughs) and so, like, it's Prince with all of his crew versus them and their crew. And Prince gets them clothing, you know, gym clothes to change into. But apparently when Prince and his crew come out, they're just wearing their normal clothes that they've been clubbing in. (laughs) And so the guys are like, you're in heels. You're not going to beat us, you know. And then Prince just, like, goes to town on them because Prince played varsity basketball in high school. (laughs) Yeah, so he, like, little fun thing so what Dave Chappelle Dave Chappelle appeared on the Jimmy Fallon show and he tells this story so he says that's a Prince judo move right there because when Prince released Breakfast Can Wait the photo on the cover on the album cover was Dave Chappelle dressed as Prince holding a stack of pancakes (laughs) it's like the parody that yes. he did. And yes. Prince just took it. So and it was so beautiful. <laughs> and this, this is the, the thing about Prince, right? He's just this funny, funny guy, right? And so Chappelle says, that's a Prince judo move right there. You make fun of Prince in a sketch, and he'll just use you in his album cover. <laughs> what am I going to do? Sue him for using a picture of me dressed up like him? That's checkmate right there. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I like yeah, The first so time good. I saw it, I was like, why does Prince look... Oh, that's not Prince. That's Dave Chappelle. Oh my God. So crazy. But I, I just love that, you know, he, he loved that sketch so much that he was like, I'm gonna write a song and I'm gonna put this dude on the cover. So good. <laughs> All right. My last Prince song is one that I only just found today as I was doing my research and it just happened to click over on the playlist on love YouTube. That. It's called Thousands of Hugs and Kisses or Thousands X's, X's and, and O's. O's. Yeah. And 
This song is so groovy. It is just funky slow jam. You've got the moog running and this beautiful little melody. The vocal harmonies are sweet. Now, this is off of his Hit and Run Phase 1 album, which was his 38th studio album in 2015. And it was released on Tidal. So we all know Tidal, which mm-hmm. was Beyonce. Jay-Z. I just switched Jay-Z. to them. Oh, uh, did you? I just switched to Tidal. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, the, divest, the, um, guys, divest. Well, yeah, they, um, the streaming rate is, high, is the highest on Tidal, I think. But I like an that. insane amount. I didn't yeah. realize how much higher it really? was. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I might need to check them out. It's, I don't really pay high. for any how much is How much is Tidal? It's, I, well, I was like, oh, I'm going to go on this. I'll try it out. It's exactly the same cost okay. as oh. Apple Music I, I, I consider from. Tidal. So it's eleven ninety nine a month, though, and it does all the same deals as 30 Days Free, blah, blah, blah. Cool. Yeah, okay. So, and so far, I haven't found anything that wasn't available on there that the other two big ones had. So anyway. Sure. Yeah. Well, good to know. I'd, recommend, I'd recommend. Good All right, uh, title, We Are Chefology. Please give yes. us a <laughs> hello, hello. Absolutely. <laughs> we love you. Um, <laughs> we love the Illuminati. Sorry. Don't. So anyway, um, from the Prince Vault, which has, is a wealth of information, mm-hmm. Very good. <laughs> because I couldn't find anything anywhere else on this song. This was initially recorded in the spring of 1992. So remember, it was released in 2015 in oh, Sydney okay. with Rosie Gaines on Vox, or Rosie from the New Power Generation. And then they later re-recorded it in 1993 or 94 with Nona Gay. And that recorded, it was going to be used on one of her albums, but then that never got finished. And then he, Prince decided to re-record it in 2014 at Paisley Park. And that's the version that you now hear that finally got released on the Hit and Run album. So Prince, and he's known for doing, you know, all of his vocals. He plays bass, he plays guitar. He, he just kind of records everything, mm. spits yeah. it out. So um, those are my tracks. I do have a few honorable mentions. Oh, please do. Mm-hmm. All right, Raspberry Beret. <laughs> yes, a classic Asabi choice. Yes, right. <laughs> what, what? It's my childhood right there. If I Was Your Girlfriend, which is a tune that was introduced to me earlier this year when I performed with a Canadian Prince tribute artist who was over here visiting. And How Come You Don't Call Me Anymore. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah, that was also one of my tune. choices. Was it? Yeah, so when we did um, Famous Covers, I chose the, uh, like, the Alicia yes, Keys Alicia one. Keys. Yeah. Yes, Alicia Keys, yes. And that's why it's just an honorable mention, so it won't be doubled on a playlist. Oh, goosh. Yeah, so that's all I got. Wait, Raspberry Ray, Ray was like your first ever choice on the first playlist, I think. No, it wasn't. No, um, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. I'm going to go Let back. Me, I'm you gonna, keep I'm going, checking, but I'm going to go. I'm checking. Oh, you're checking, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, Purple Rain. It was Purple Rain. No, Purple oh, Rain no, was, was my yours. choice. Ah! I'm pretty sure Raspberry Ray was one of your choices. Or or 1985, (laughs) that was the third episode. Oh, it was too. Yes. You honorably mentioned your own choice. I like that. you know. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. I love it. The taste level is like, you know, too high. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed that you remembered that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but but you know my brand has random facts in here. Nothing that actually helps my life. (laughs) No math, but I'll I'll forget my work roster even with a calendar, (laughs) but I can tell you every Mariah Carey discography. uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what did it sound? 
Bobby cheese. That's what I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Those are my choices. Amazing. Thank you so much, Asabi. No that was beautiful. And you can't see her face at home, people, but rest assured, she was glowing <laughs> that entire time. Just and, so it wasn't, and it's not because she's under a downlight either. No, <laughs> no don't you worry. It wasn't, it wasn't highlighted. It was real. It's the joy. The joy that I have in talking about the Prince. Oh, and the joy yes. of the Lord is your strength. Anyway, yeah. so keep going. <laughs> Hallowed be thy name. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm a little nervous to up, like to talk about our next segment. Asabi. Oh. No, it's fine. No, I'm I'm well, stay tuned. All right, stay tuned, everyone, for our favorite segment coming up. All right, let's cut to the chase. <laughs> We know we are, it's good. We, we are all not. Know. We're not foxing around around here. All <laughs> no, right. No. You know, uh, we've been talking about uh, the prolific uh, artist known as Prince. Mm, yes. If you've been living under a rock and been ignoring us for the past, you know, forty-five minutes or whatever. <laughs> uh, so, as always, the good comes with the bad, mm-hmm. and uh, we love Prince. I mean, Asabi definitely loves Prince. <laughs> we just like him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would marry him if I could. Yeah. I actually, I would too, actually, yeah, to be quite right. honest. Oh, I think, what an interesting life. Uh, also, um, him and Sheila E. had like a thing for oh, years, Sheila right? E. Did they? Incredible. I don't know that I don't know they, they really did, yeah. did. I think that, so the media really liked to make up stories about him and well because he was he was actually quite religious and right. he was heavy religious yeah he was a Seventh jehovah's witness or something yeah. jehovah's witness well, well, yeah. even further sheila down. e said in an interview um on the real which is my favorite talk show <laughs> 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 that um that she was asked what's the most romantic thing uh prince ever did for you yes and she said every day on tour he sent her flowers Ooh. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean they had a thing. Oh, but, uh, he just liked a drumming. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they were together. No, I'm just I know saying, what you're trying to say. Okay, you're trying done. to put words in Prince's mouth. Yeah, exactly. Trying to make him look bad. <laughs> exactly. His past. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Still trying to make a dead bitch look bad. Want, but yeah. <laughs> he will strike you yeah. down from the heavens. Oh my god. Uh, well, rest in power, Prince. <laughs> you get laryngitis next yes. week. I know it. Oh no. <laughs> Can we also just announce that? So we've recorded two episodes today, and I've not hit the mic once. Finally, Yay, so proud it took of you. twenty There's episodes, <laughs> <laughs> and I finally have learnt just to keep my hands on my knees the entire I thought, time. I thought you were less animated than normal. Oh my gosh! Is it hard? It is. No. Oh. <laughs> Really give more phase. That's, that's true. That's yeah. Well, I'm learnt, I'm really good at like sounding like I'm excited, but having deadpan face. <laughs> like really Alrighty, well, we've got to do our favorite segment, which is it's, it's a, a flop. flop, and we're gonna choose a song of Prince's that we we'll aren't feeling. So I'm really interested to know. What, I'm interested to know what Gracie has chosen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Please mm-hmm. tell us. Okay, so my choice. My choice is a ballad because I don't really feel Prince has the voice for a ballad. Don't (gasps) hate me, don't hate me, don't hate me. No, no, I agree with you. I I I love um, his vocal styling and so many things, but on ballads, it just doesn't do it for me. That's fine. I would love to hear him sing, try and sing all by myself, Celine Dion's rendition. Like, I think that just wouldn't be the one for me. I'm so chosen. Sorry, I'm really flopped. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) 
I've chosen, and this song is six minutes forty nine. It's yeah, fucking I'd flop it long. Too. I'd flop it too. And it doesn't go anywhere. It's called "Sometimes It Snows in April" uh, from Parade. And oh in God. Australia, it does definitely does not. So. It does not. <laughs> and so I noticed in the YouTube comments, someone's like, "It snows every year in April since Prince died." Oh. In, Min- in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Which is sweet, but who knows if that's true? Yeah, it's a really long song. It doesn't go anywhere, and it's a ballad. And um, I skip through to be like, maybe this. Maybe something happens in this song. Nothing nope. happens. It doesn't happen. Alrighty. Well, thank you for sharing that with <laughs> us, Grace. And I do agree with your sentiments. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, Asabi, I'm very, very interested to know <laughs> what, what you, you have flopped oh, for it us. It was so hard. <laughs> so hard. Oh, that's what I said last night, but keep going. I was about to say, literally. Um, <laughs> my flop, and, and again, like uh, it's difficult for me to say it, but <laughs> darling Nikki... Who is Nikki? I don't. She's a bitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) She's a whore. She's a prostitute. Oh my god. Yeah. No. And I'm like the song is. uh, It's sexually liberating. I guess I don't know. Um, It was covered by the Foo Fighters. I have a story about it actually, but the Foo Fighters covering that. I heard a young girl. I was doing some theater show back in Bakersfield, and she couldn't have been older than. 15, 16, maybe. And I heard her singing Darling Nikki. And I turned around and I said, your parents let you sing that song? Because it is, it's very, like, very hypersexual. Yeah, okay. And, like, the lyrics are just like, what? And she was like, it's a Foo Fighters song. And I nearly (laughs) took the brush. And you know I got a heavy brush because got some thick-ass curls on this head. (laughs) And smacked her in the face and said, that is not the Foo Fighters. And how old was she? Like, 16. We oh could do God. that back then. Right. <laughs> you, can, you can teach them good when they're yeah, 16. Uh, gotta, she yeah. was shocked when I told her that it's a Prince song and that the Foo Fighters were covering it. She was like, but the Foo Fighters write all of their music. I'm like, not uh, this one, bitch. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's my good flop. Beautiful. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I've got one. So it's from the Purple Rain album. And I and I, I guess like I had a difficulty mostly because like I don't know every four four or forty six albums. But I did but I was like, well I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll listen to one of his most prolific albums and choose one from there. How's that? Oh. Yeah. So yeah, Purple yeah. Rain obviously really? from the film as well. Um and <laughs> Okay, it's his process. That's yes. all right. Okay. And, the one, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, the one that bored me the most yeah. was The Beautiful Ones. Yeah. Just because, right. like, yeah. I think, like, yeah. in my mind, I expect more. <laughs> he hasn't He's done dead, enough Josh. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was just the, the, one of the more simplistic ones. And I was like, oh, this is not really the Prince vibe that I was looking for yeah, today. So <laughs> That's a double flop. Yeah, exactly. So The Beautiful Ones. Oh. There you go. There okay. we go. And that concludes another episode of Shuffleology. Happy 20th Yay. episode. Yay. Amazing. When we started back in April, I didn't think we'd get past a week. So I'm really, really glad that. <laughs> yeah. Good. And uh, and also, we're wondering how to do our seasons as well. So we're not sure if we want to end it or not end or when to, or when to have a, you know, a small yeah, to have a little break. break. Maybe a break over Christmas. Yes. December, January. I know. Because it'd be lovely to do a Christmas Oh, oh Christmas theme. Oh, we, 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 def- well, um, <laughs> we could. Well, that's true. But I definitely think we could have like a mid-season like 
where we have like one week off or something like that. Well, let us know. Yeah. Listeners, let us know what you think. Yeah, Shuffology yeah, yeah, exactly. Shuffology podcast at gmail.com. Shuffology podcast on Instagram and Shuffology podcast yeah. on Facebook. How long should we go for? Yeah, exactly. Are you bored of us yet? That's, <laughs> that's really what the real question is. Right, well, my name's Josh Tavetta. Of course, we have the beautiful Asabi Goodman. Thank Hello. you for your beautiful write-up at the beginning yeah, of the episode so as well. Welcome. Also, the incredible Gracie Mack. Oh, thank you for listening. And we will ha- see you on the next episode of the Goodbye. Bye. Bye.